For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. Before meeting our guests, I'd like to remind you about our partners at Bet Online. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. Find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters all season. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Please be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. Bet Online, where the game starts. Episode 90 of the podcast welcomes Shane McDonough, former NC State punter and current NFL free agent. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on, Shane. How are you doing? Uh, doing great, Coach. How are you? Excellent. Man, I've known you for about 20 days now. I met you <laughs> in Orlando uh, at Coach Adam Janowski's Mock Pro Day. It was like the summation, yes, like, kind of like your final exam with him after having spent a, a week or two with him in Orlando. And I was really impressed. Uh would just not necessarily like your punting, which was obviously impressive, but you were one of the the guys that walked right up, shook my hand, made eye contact. You could tell that everyone on that field, um, you had a relationship with. I'm not saying you're their best friend, but I think that's important. Yes, sir. You could t- you could tell some of those dudes were very, I don't know, even if they weren't outgoing, it, it almost seemed as if right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you impressed me on and off, and I think that's important, especially at the level you're about to play at. Um, I'd like to talk before college football, though, because we'll get to that in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, high school experiences. I would love to hear some of your experiences that you think helped you to mold you into this, you know, successful college specialist career and person you are. Well, yeah. Um, so I've always been an active person growing up, um, you know, all, even since I was a little kid, I've always had to kind of be outside doing stuff. Um, was never really an inside guy. Um, so, you know, just being active helped me a lot. I played soccer. I was a big soccer player my whole life. Um, you know, I really didn't even get into kicking until my junior year of high school. Wow. Um, so, I, you know, I was really competitive soccer player, traveled, you know, the whole Southeast, you know, on a weekend basis to play. Went to Germany, actually, my sophomore year for a month uh, to play with some pro teams over there. Got really, really humbling experience, as cool as it was. Um, kind of realized that I wasn't going to be Christian Ronaldo. Uh, you know, it's, you know, those dudes are playing over there. It's just a whole nother level of soccer. Um, so my junior year of high school, one of my buddies was telling me that, you know, that we're going to have a good team this year. We don't have anyone that can kick the ball. And throughout my school, I was kind of known as the soccer player. Like, you know, I was captain of the soccer team. And uh, I've always had a big leg on me. You know, I was, a, I was a center mid, so I was always sending those 60-yard balls. Uh, I took free kicks for my team. I took penalty kicks. 
So I've always kind of had like the spotlight on me, as you could, if you could say, to corner kicks as well. Um, so I've kind of always had that shot power. And I think, you know, soccer helped me a lot because it builds leg speed. It builds leg strength. And, you know, kicking is a lot to do with the leg speed, how fast you're swinging your leg. And I think soccer, that that's really helpful for kickers. And I see that's why a lot of kickers have played soccer. But punters, you know, punting's a little different. You know, punters, you got a really good hand-eye coordination to be a punter. Um, I think in high school, I was such a kicker, you know, and I met Adam my junior year of high school, and he tells me that I'm going to be a punter. And I look at my dad and we're just like thinking about leaving. We were thinking about leaving the camp. We're like, this dude has no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) Um, So that whole week, instead of kicking, Adam made me go to the punting sessions and I hated it. And then, you know, I I caught on to it pretty quickly. Just, you know, basic drop and was hitting good. Ended up getting like a top performer at his top 40 camp. And then that's kind of when I started to, I went to a Coles event and got ranked in like the top 20. And, uh, from then it was more, I just kind of going into my senior year, you know, I settled down, uh, stopped playing as much soccer, started to focus in on football. Um, actually got to punt for my team because junior year, I didn't even punt. We had a linebacker that punted and he would just punt it 40 yards down the field, knuckleball. And, uh, we played one of the best returners in all of the U S my junior year and my coach you know, had me punt because I could at least control it. And he was like, I don't care where you punt it, 30, 35 yards, just make sure it's out of bounds. So th- I learned how to directionally punt that game. So I was just punting it out of bounds. <laughs> and uh, so then from there, junior year, you know, I, I worked with Adam at that camp and it kind of just clicked for me, kickoffs and punts. Uh, you know, just senior year, I kind of took off, got, you know, all state, got all county, played in some all-star games. And, you know, I, I really credit most of it to soccer. I think soccer, I think not really working out, you know, all these people think, you know, if you're going to be a good punter, you got to squat 500 pounds. And it's like, you know, I know punters who don't can't squat 225 that can hit five fives. So, you know, it's about the flexibility. Um, I think you know, hand as a punter, I know punters that played baseball that have really good hand-eye coordination. So, um, and you know, me going into college is kind of a combo guy, more of a punter. You know, if I was in high school, I really wish I knew how important your hands are. Amen. Because playing, yeah, playing soccer my whole life, I really, you know, I played wide receiver when I played football when I was young, but I never really caught the ball that much. I was a kicker mainly. So once I learned how to punt, it was really important that you know, I catch the ball. So that's something that I think anything hand-eye coordinator related, like basketball. And I think just being active, whether it's swimming, running, something to build leg strength and speed. Amen. I can't, I, there's so much to cover. My dad was English. So he moved over here when he was 13, played at Carolina. We grew up in the Carolinas. So like I played soccer, of course. And then I think he realized around like 14, 15, when we started playing those like Atlanta cups and there would be the international pool we'd be in. And he would see the level of play, right? He'd see the the level of coaching, just their awareness, spatial awareness, not just the, the obvious, like, Oh, they they're fast and they're, you know, they can shoot far and and switch the field. Yeah. Um, They're just, 
they think faster. They live the game mm-hmm. almost as if we live our games. It's not our game. Like people say, oh, it's growing. It definitely is. And I'm glad soccer's growing, but we have, we, we probably never really will meet in my lifetime the standards of some of the best countries, right? Um, no, no. Right. I just, I, and I think people in the US think that, oh, we're play, placing an emphasis now on this. I'm like, yeah, but these, some of these countries have played for a couple hundred years at a high level. Yeah, um, we're just so far behind is what I learned. And the academy. Just- so my point is I I share your story. Like I got influenced, thankfully, a little earlier. You were a junior. I was a freshman because there was a kid named Sebastian Janikowski on my soccer team. My, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so <laughs> I was his – he was up, he played up top. Kid scored 67 goals in Florida. I, I fed him like – 30 of the assist. I was all state as a freshman wow. just because I got to dish this guy who was unstoppable the ball. And then when he found football, like you was junior year slash senior, I was coming into the high school. Right. So he was like, dude, you take the set pieces sometimes for me. You need to do this. He's like, I just got to offer to go play for Florida state by Bobby Bowden, whoever that is. Cause he's from Poland. Sebastian had no idea yeah, yeah, yeah. who Bowden was <laughs> Shane. When I say after, Three weeks of touching a ball for the first time, Bobby Bowden offered him his first formal scholarship. Three weeks. John Madden. Wow. John Madden. That's unreal. Well, then listen, John, you can look it up. That that July, so we're talking maybe 12 weeks, John Madden said he's the first kid I think that could kick out of high school in the NFL. I'm just right. That's mind-blowing. And, then, and you know, yeah. he's a first-round draft pick, right? Fast forward. So that was my motivation. But like you, soccer – uh did a lot for me um mm-hmm. and i think when i transitioned to miami i was a strong kid but the i love cleaning i love benching but you know the one thing i never really pushed and i was our weightlifter in high school for 181s mm-hmm. i wow. i was terrible at squatting because i couldn't agree more i thought it hurt more than helped the only thing i like i like to three-quarter squat with speed but the second yep. the second you want me to do three reps at my 80 percent max that is not what we need. We're never going to, exactly. who moves that slow when they're punting? Nobody. Yeah. Right. So no I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I don't think that if you are going to squat, I think you should be very smart with it. And you should acknowledge that the speed of the bar going up should always meet a standard of being a punter and not, a, I not, agree. You know? yep. but we'll move on. That was, you gave a great answer. So it had me thinking about a lot, but um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the only soccer players that really punt at a high level tend to be the goalies, right? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they do have what you said is needed. They not only distribute with their feet, but they 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 handle the ball often. Actually, they're the only one who can handle the ball, yes, right? Yep. So They got to be quick, too. It made me think. You know, I was like, dang, that's why goalies tend to be punters, but everyone else in the soccer field tends to be a kicker. Mm-hmm. Um so this past weekend, you joined me to train in Daytona. I invited you out after you took a break from Adams just to come see my kids and, and work out with Noah and a few of the boys. Um, you saw some incredibly gifted high school kids. There was, in my opinion, there was two on the field that were arguably the top five in the country in their respective class. Those, yes. yeah, those type of kids have dreams similar to yours. They want to play in the league one day. They realize it might be impossible, but they also realize that the odds are the best with them doing it, right? So mm-hmm. you got to try. And that's what you did. Um, yes, sir. If you had a minute to speak to not only those NFL kid level type kids, maybe one day, but also the kids that are, I don't know, maybe fighting to make their varsity starting spot 
what would you what would you have said to those kids um if you had a minute just to say moving forward i really encourage you guys to do what um yeah so you know going into college you know a lot of kids i mean some of those kids they like you said they want to play in the nfl one day um but you know if i were to give them advice i would tell them to take it a step at a time um you know, dreaming for the NFL is such a big step. You know, you got to make it to college and you got to play in college and you have to play at a high level in college. And then you even might get a shot just from that. You'll get a chance. So I think, you know, people don't understand how hard it is to actually be a specialist, secure job specialist in the NFL. Um, and I think, you know, it's discouraging. So if I were to tell them, you know, I'd say to not get discouraged with how your your skill level right now. Because, you know, in high school, I wasn't anything impressive. You know, I was not a top guy in the class. I wasn't even a top 20 guy, in my opinion. So, you know, I think college is a great time that you can completely flip the script. Um, I think, you know, if you don't feel confident in your ability going into college, college is a great job. You know, you get four years to completely change how good you are at something. I mean, you'll get all day to work on it. So, I would say uh, to not get discouraged by your progress right now. Think of the bigger picture. Um, you know, there's so much room for improvement. I mean, I've seen dudes within a year completely change. So I think it's a day at a time um, and just being patient with it. You know, punting's it's a hard thing. You know, you got to be patient. You're not going to start hitting five O's, you know, your first week of punting. You know, it takes a while. So I think as a punter, working every day on the catch mold is the most important thing as a young guy. Um, Cause if I'm a coach and I'm looking at punters that are young, if they have, if they can catch and mold and have a consistent drop, that's all I need to work with. We'll work on the other stuff, but catching and that's something really you can't teach. You, so you just have to work at it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I would say just uh, take it a day at a time. Don't let, uh, anything negativity discourage you, you know, you're young, you have a lot of time to work on it. And most of them probably just started kicking. So, you know, they're, they're new to it. They're rookies, as I'd say. So Amen. I'll tell them, I'll tell them, you know, to just stay true to it, work hard and don't get discouraged. I love that because it's oversight that often is the killer in anything that humans do. Right. Uh, and I, I want to, really dig in here you just said something phenomenal i think that it's boring to catch and mold it's boring to add the drop into it without actually punting right but i think that the only way to really get good at it fast or quicker than you probably should have is if you stop punting and you do the boring stuff more often right yeah and, I agree. and i think it's when people say oh how hard is it man i mean it's a, you, all you gotta do is punt I think it's harder than shooting a basketball, which is really, really difficult because you have to transition it to your foot with intention on location, not just release from the fingertips. Yeah. So yeah. when you look at it like that, it's like there's not many people in the world that shoot basketballs well. And I and that's why there's less people that punt well. Right. Yeah. Um, it's impossible it, to just go out there and just wing it. I think I think you have to put yeah. you have to put the mindset of. I'm going to go smash footballs today. Sometimes you got to be disciplined enough to say that, man, don't worry about the result. Worry about right now, the process that brings the result. And I don't think a lot of kids ever get there. Right. Yeah. That's uh, funny. You say that. So NC state fall camp. Um, 
I had an off day. Uh, I just didn't turn over as many as I wanted to. And I remember it was, I want to say the next day. So I came out the next day um, and my coach, you know, Dave Dory, and he comes up to me and it's like, what do you focus on when you punt? And I was like, you know, just turning it over, just trying to hit a good ball. He's like, so you, you focus on the result. And I was like, when you say it like that, yeah. He's like, today I want you to focus more on just the process. He says, focus catching it, setting it, and kicking it up the elevator shaft. That's his, that's what AJ says too. Like and he says, today I just want you to focus on the whole process of punting, not even worry about the punt. And I had a, I had a way better day. And so that's kind of something, when you said it, it instantly clicked in my head. Like I remembered Coach Doran telling me that in fall camp. Wow. So it's, uh, that's definitely a big, key to punting is that exact process i think it's human nature don't you though to, to just the results are fun it's fun to punt it's fun to kick yeah what's not fun is what it takes to be good at all of the above right it's and yeah. i think the sacrifice and all the things really people are bored of hearing about but everyone ignores to do that's why i still repeat it because i i see kids sometimes in my training that have all the ability in the world. And I see kids that are better than them because the, the, the kids with less skill are working way harder at what you're saying. Yes. Like I can only survive and thrive in this environment being less gifted. If I do what Shane says, some of these mm -hmm. kids, they live off talent, but unfortunately there's a breaking point and it usually happens at the end of high school to where if you never got better than your natural self, the kid who worked harder, he's better. Yeah, and there's kids that go to college and don't get any better. And, you know, I know kids that in high school are kicking out the back and then we're three years in college and they, they're goal line. And it's like, <laughs> what has happened? So a lot of people, you know, they go to college. A lot of kids, you know, they start partying. You know, some of them quit. Some of them don't care. Some of them don't get the job and they just are like, whatever, I'm just a backup now. So you know, there's there's so many different ways to 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 train and call it there's so many different routes you could go you could fall off and become a frat kid you could work hard and become the best you could be a backup and just be okay with it so there, i mean it's all really about how to discipline yourself and at the end of the day you really got to ask do you want to play on saturday or do you just want the shirt to wear sure. around campus you know a lot of kids say they want to be good and then saturday comes and you have to punt against florida state and you know that's where you see it. Or do you, how do you really want to be here? Amen. So it's March 22nd and in six days on March 28th, you have a big day, man. You got your pro day at NC state. Yes, sir. Um, I want to know, and I think the audience would love to hear, especially the specialists and coaches, how you're going to manage these last couple of days. And I think people are going to be pretty surprised to hear how chill they probably are. Would you share that? Yeah. So, um, Basically, I've been kicking probably two, maybe three times a week. Um, usually when I go out there, I do just my script. I'll warm up and literally just run through my pro day script. Um, and then days off, you know, I'll do a workout. I'll do a lot of recovery, a lot of recovery. I'll swim on days off. Um, and then I'll do a lot of ball drops and stuff around my house, you know, just catching. Um, but these next days, so we're at six days away. So today, actually, I was going to go hit. Um, it's a nice day. So I was going to go do a mock pro day here with about 18 punts. And then tomorrow's off completely. Probably going to go get treatment 
Friday, I fly into Raleigh. Um, was going to do a light session with Chris Dunn, just not even charted. Just, just, I want to get on the field that I'm doing pro day on and just feel it out, feel the weather. So it's probably going to hit a little bit on Friday. If we do at all, we might just walk the field. And then Saturday, day off, a lot of treatment. And then Sunday is the, my last day. So Sunday, I'll do a full mock pro day. Um, basically, my own pro day before the pro day, just kind of like your last rehearsal. And then, and then Monday is completely off. And then Tuesday's, you know, game day. So two, maybe three at the most this next week. Um, but, but light, light. Yes. I mean, they're scripted. So it's not like a session where, uh, I don't feel like I'm doing good. I'm going to hit another 50 balls. It's, it's 18 balls. It is what it is. That's basically it. So I'm at the point, you know, you're at the point here where there's really no redos. So like, if you go out there, you're going to do your sets. That's, it is what it is. You know, that's, you got to live with how you do. So it's basically about locking into each punt, realizing, you no, know, like at Zoner, like how much each, each punt really is worth. I want to, I want to go back to when you and Chris Dunn will probably do a walkthrough and probably won't even kick, but might spend, 15 20 minutes maybe walking the corners going down the hash like you said you're feeling the weather that's probably going to be similar because the next day is on can you talk about the visualization that's occurring during that because i don't think a lot of high school kids learn these visualization breathing uh what are my mental cues before i go pre-snap um how important is that and when did you acquire that knowledge um so yeah so really at Towson, um, so I'll take you kind of back through how I approached it my whole career. So, you know, I came out of high school and, you know, I wasn't really ready for college football. I just, there's a lot thrown at me, you know, especially being a punter, you know, it's a big difference playing in high school than at a division one college. So especially like even the snap is coming way faster at me. So, you know, when I was my freshman year at Marshall I was always go out there I'd be afraid to shank the ball would be going through my head would be like don't shank this one like let's not shank this one and then you know I get the Towson I took a crazy step my retro freshman year just came home and trained all summer and just I don't know what happened it just all clicked that summer um transferred to Towson and then you know got confident just started hitting good balls in practice and then what you know once you reach that confidence level, when you're around your team, you just know you're going to get your job done. So then it kind of transformed to like, every time I run out there, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a bomb. Like I'm just excited to punt this ball. So it's just a flip in my mindset from, Oh, don't shank this ball to, Oh, we're going to boom this one. Like this one's going to be perfect. Um, that's kind of took a huge turn for me. And I think that's what led me to be really successful at Towson and just confident. And then NC State is when I really was introduced to like visualization. So like my coach Jackson White, he's really big onto it, a uh, big into it. And uh, you know he had us watch like videos about Conor McGregor and uh, you know those really popular athletes how they visualize their success. And so every Friday before we travel, you know we'll do our walkthrough as a team. But as specialists, we'll go over to our practice field and we'll do our own ten minute visualization. And we'll just walk the field and just, you know, go through each punt scenario that we have 
and we'll just, and Chris will go on the other field. He'll be walking through his field goals, you know, both directions with the wind into the wind. And we'll kind of just take mental reps um, and we'll do some ball drops and just kind of like rerun a, a live rep, you know, just imagining it's the game and just, you know, getting going through our whole punt menu. And so that's kind of what me and Chris are going to do Friday. We're going to walk the field. We're going to imagine each punt. You know, I'm going to give him simulated holes. He'll dry swing. He's going to give me hand tosses. I'm going to drop. So, you know, just visualization, such a big thing, but uh, it, the main thing is, you know, is positive visualization. You know, people, people will get psyched themselves out, start seeing negative thoughts and, as a specialist, that's one of the worst things. And we've all had them. Um, but yeah, I think just positive visualization is just such a big thing. So I would encourage high school specialists to do it before games, you know, walk the field, really take time to vi- like see yourself doing succeeding kind of I think It's basically what it is. It's just see yourself succeeding. Like, so when it comes up, you've like, okay, I've seen this happen. I know this was going to happen. If I could add on, I think if I could sum up what you said, I think that the fear you mentioned that I had, I hit a ball out of bounds at Rutgers my freshman year. My granddad was in the crowd and we're away. He flew to see me play and do this. Yeah. And Chuck Chuck Pagano like said things that I've never heard before, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like my granddad's like, Are you after the game? He's like, Are you okay? I'm like, what am I gonna say? Of course I am, but like really bad day, you know, yeah. really bad day. Yeah. So it's it 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 affected me for like a month straight at practice. I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn kickoff. I kept hitting it thin, if you will, and it would go, you know, go to the ten on a line drive. And I was trying to put it out of the back of the end zone. I just I couldn't do it. But back to this, I think the preparation that you've learned to be better with, you know, each year, um, I think that brings the positive mindset, right? I think kids that have a fear of failure. I think it's the acknowledgement on game day that they didn't prepare for this. Yeah. It feels much bigger. Stadiums, crowds, noise is louder. If you're not content with your preparation for this situation, Mm because we all know it's, we all know it's stressful. We all know that do or die and everyone's watching, but I think it feels much better being in that when you know that you did everything you could to be successful. I agree. Yep. Um, So I'd like to finish with this Twitter you and I are friends. We are in the the Twitter world, especially the kicking Twitter world. And every day I still see it like it's December or February that blessed to receive an offer from because people are still going places, right? Yep. Um, I think most of that is just an opportunity to play. I don't think there's money more often than not. And kids get sideways with well, that another person gets a full scholarship. No, yeah, they're not. They're not. Dis- they're not disclosing. It's an opportunity to play. Right? Yes. And I, I think recruiting is timing. Right. Like you probably were passed up on, on on certain programs just because they were invested in someone else. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's need, it's networking. I mean, yes. it's nice to, to know a few coaches who know a few coaches who can talk about you. And lastly, it's luck. Yeah. Right. It, it's the luck of being appealing to someone, right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't know punning, who's hope you hope that you're appealing to someone who doesn't know it quite well enough yeah. to have a, an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going off some coach's opinion who hopefully you network with. But my point to all this is um, it's uncertain. It's wild. It changes every year. Could you share a little bit about your experience in high school 
um, maybe to Marshall, then Towson, and NC State. Like what, what was something common? You don't have to share each one, but in doing it so many times over and having all those feelings and being happy and sad and, oh, shoot, I'm scared now. I'm going somewhere new. What could you say about recruiting that you've learned? And like, what would you suggest about how someone in high school should look at it? Yeah, so my recruiting, you know, was hectic. I've gone through it a couple times now. Um, honestly, high school, um, you know, it's really hard to get recruited if you're not a top 10 guy. You know, it it really is. You know, there's rare guys. You know, there's guys like Ben Sauls, you know, who didn't go to any camps and gets 10-plus offers. But, you know, those are guys who, you know, if I'm if I'm a high schooler, I'm, I'm getting live film, I'm rolling film especially that's the main thing is live rolling sets are the most appealing. Um, if I was back in high school, I would go to the college camps and kick in front of the coordinators. That's something I didn't do in high school that I wish I did a lot more. Cause at the end of the day, these coordinators, I know Goble, he wants to see who he's going to offer in person that that's his thing. He's, he will not offer someone he's never seen kick in person. So if I'm a high schooler, I'm trying to get if, and then I'm I'm being reasonable with myself, you know. If I'm a four star on Coles, I'm not trying to go to Georgia, you know. You gotta you gotta reason with yourself. So, and me, I was probably 18th in the nation, and I knew I wasn't going Power Five. So I'm looking at Group of Five. I was looking at Southern Miss, Marshall, good fits for me, and I think that's a lot of kids get caught up in. Oh, I got a pwo from ohio state like i'm the king of my high school now and it's like that's nothing like that's a spot literally to be a third string punter and never do a rep so you have to know the situation i think knowing how many punters are on the roster the intentions of the coach because a lot of these coaches you know they they'll get you they'll, they'll get you um you know if they need a guy and they don't want to pay for a guy you know it's stuff like that so Money out of high school is hard to get. So if I would take wherever you get money from, you can't really beat that because with money comes value. If they're offering you money, then they see value in you. Um, if they're not offering you money, then they don't see much value in you. They see potential. And trust me, playing for a coach that has that values you is way better than, you know, anywhere else. So I think going somewhere that values you is very important. That's, you know, because let's not get twisted. Most freshmen don't walk in and are the starters. Even if you're the guy, you're going to be the second string guy. When you get there, they're going to make you earn the job. So, you know, you always got to know that you're coming out, coming into college, being a starter is very hard your freshman year. So having the mindset that, you know, you really have your work cut out for you a lot different um so and this coach you know this coach you're committing to you're committing to be with them for the next four to five years so you guys should get along very well you know you don't want to play for a coach you don't like so no one wants to do that so i think the relationship with the coach their intentions if they see value in you is big and then just being realistic with yourself you know knowing your level and knowing where you go out of high school isn't the end of the world. Like me, I went to Marshall out of high school. I ended at NC State. So, you know, the transfer portal, if you go into college, you do good things at a smaller school. The bigger schools will 
then you'll have money thrown at you. So if you can go perform at whatever university that values you out of high school, and then you can go and perform there, then if you want to go to the bigger schools, then that's where you'll take the next step. But, you know, out of high school, it's very tricky. It's so tricky. And so I just would emphasize going somewhere where you are valued. It's back to what you said. All that was incredible. I'm probably going to trim that out and just share that alone, that answer, because it's really, I mean, if you cover those, those are the essentials. I mean, everything else is just going to happen. You got to deal with it. Um, And there's no guarantees, but I think what I, I'm going to go back to what you said earlier, that there's some dudes that want to wear a Jersey and there's some dudes that really have the end in mind of actually playing. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're one of those dudes that wants to wear a Jersey, Ohio state looks clean, do it, take the P dub, brag about it, get yourself in the paper, your hometown a couple of times. But like you said, man, like people express to you how they feel about you ahead of time. And humans are humans. A coach, I've met several. They don't want to be wrong. Yeah. If I've got money tied up with Billy, Billy's going to get every chance to exactly. play. Exactly. Yes. Because if, if I'm wrong, my boss, the head coach, is going to say, we have a full ride with Billy, but Sam over here is a starter. What did you do wrong? Yep. Right? So it's really unfortunate, but it is true, and it's something that needs to be heard. You, I'm not saying – don't bet on yourself. But I am saying that if you are going to bet on yourself and do the Ohio State example you gave, you have to have the realization that it's almost virtually impossible unless you do everything right. And even yeah. then, even then, yeah. they're going to make it they're going to make it difficult because they'd be wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm going to end it there. I last thing I want to ask you is just if there is something that resonated with the kid and he wants to find you on Twitter, could you just share a way someone could reach you there? Yeah, my Twitter is at Shane with two E's and then an underscore MC. Um, I believe my Instagram is the same handle. So that's where you can reach me at and I'll answer anyone's questions. And I will tag you. Obviously, I'm going to do a little trailer recap of the show and I'll tag you there as well. Um, awesome. It really was an awesome show. I can't thank mm-hmm. you enough. I know I just met you, but you were someone I, I thought would be valuable to the audience. You know, this is made up of predominantly, obviously high school and college kicker, punter, snappers, and then mix in a number of actually, thank God, because uh, they really help contribute uh, special teams coordinators and, yeah. all the, you know, the quality control guys. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who give me the good ideas for guests and, or like, Hey, can you attack this subject and just put it out there? Cause the recruiting thing, man, like that needs to be heard. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I agree. And your process, people, yes, people see your results right now, but I like way more than your results, which are the obviously cool. I love your story. I got to read about you. I'm like, dang, this kid was a grinder. This kid bounced around. Yeah. He wasn't the, you know, the big fish in the small pond. Uh, I, it was awesome. So I think you've earned it and I'm going to follow you. I look forward to, to seeing your results next week and moving forward, but um, it really does. It means a lot to me and, and everyone, Shane. So Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you a lot for having me. It was awesome. Awesome. I love little podcasts like this. And this is a really smooth, professional one, too. So I try. I really like the trophies in the background, too. I've been That's really 21 cool. years, man. I'll, we'll talk. Like, yeah. This is my it's my passion for a long time. I taught and did this on the mm-hmm. side. But like guys like Adam motivated me. Like, bro, just freaking coach yeah. full time. You can do this. So. This is new, you know, fourth down you is four years old and this show, this show is like a year and a half, but this is more 
uh, a hobby. I this is how I get to know guys like you, you know, really, really well yeah. too. Um, so thanks again, and please uh, give us a five star rating or review. Subscribe to the show, share with a friend, and if you have questions, suggestions for future topics and guests, you can uh, reach me in several ways. My website is fourthdownu.com, and on social media, you can find me at fourthdownu. Thanks again for joining us at Fourth Down Focus, presented by Bet Online. I'll see you next week with an exciting new guest. And remember, in all things, give thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.